Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for people who would vote for Obama a third time if they could. I'm Cody. And I'm Tyler. Tyler, what did we watch? We watched Get Out. Oh. Very good. Tyler, did you audition for this movie? And why didn't they pick you? I mean, I would say it's racism, which would be technically true. Uh, Tyler, it was your it was your maiden voyage. It was your very first time. Yeah, you know I'm out here. I'm a veteran. This is my second time. You're out here, so dumb. Your first time. I'm so smart. Second time, so much cooler. How'd it go for you? It's so good. I bought it, and I'm happy I bought it because I was like, I know I'm going to get into. I have okay. Here's the thing, Cody. I haven't watched the film because no, I have watched it now, but I hadn't watched it mm-hmm. up until then. Because I'm a weenie. I don't like scary movies. It's like a roller coaster. I'm like the guy that's like, let's do the roller coaster and then tries to chicken out at the last second. And then once it goes on it, it's like, let's do it 85 more times. This is the next mm. three years of my life. It's just this roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's this movie. So I was like, I know I'm going to love it once I watch it. So I bought it and I shelled out the extra for the UHD, all the fanciness. And I was like, Ooh. yes, I want it. I need it. Now I want the steel book. I'm going to post it on r slash steel book. These people out here, they're buying bad movie steel books. Okay. They just want all the steel books. All right. They like, this looks good. I'll tell you what though. There's something about the clockwork orange steel book. They, cool. they're all about that one. Mm-hmm. It's an iconic movie poster. I bet the steel book looks great. I think it's the same as the poster. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm relieved that you saw it. You've seen it. You've enjoyed it. I uh, I saw this in theater. Here's the thing. Anytime I recommend a scary movie, you know it's not really going to be that scary. It's more of the thriller. You know, it's the same thing with The Shining. Love The Shining. It's not that scary. It's more of kind of like a thriller mystery thing with some horror elements. And this is the same way. It's not. I wouldn't call it like a hard horror if horror is like the whole point is to make you super, super scared. It's like, you know, this is in the genre, but it's much more on the thriller side, um, you know, versus the, I would say. And so for me, it's great. It's cerebral. It's got interesting ideas. It's got some funnies. It's got a little spookies. It's perfect. It's a great movie. It's the perfect spooky season film, in my opinion. It hits all the notes. That's what I have to say. That's some good to say. Now, here's my question to you. Have you watched Lights Out, which is the only one I think I've ever recommended to you? No. Which is a genuinely terrifying film that will scar you for the rest of your life. But it's a good so one. Don't, so don't watch it. It's a goodie. It's a good one, though. I recommend it. Is it like all in the dark, mostly? No. There's lots of light. There's tons of light. There's light all over the place. And some very starkly contrasted dark. And that's what gets terrifying. Uh, all right. I don't want to. Don't make me. It's a monster please. that can only exist in the dark, Cody. Oh, like, uh, I don't know what other movie did that. Yeah, I got you. Like, in like the monster, out. like the monster under my bed, you know, you're like lights on. Sorry, dude. Can't get me. Those exactly. Rules. It is that it is a movie based on that. And it's all right. <laughs> well, then I guess I got to go into some things and, and add it to the list, like the official list. Oh, yeah. Here we go. I'm doing it. No. Too late. It's already done. 
Oh, boom. Tyler, do you want to, uh, do you dare give us a synopsis of this film? I, I dare. I will. I will do the synopsis of the film. Right, so this film uh, is a film. It's about it's about a black man and a white woman. White woman. What's the, you can't say the white woman real fast, can you? There's not. It doesn't sound. Tell me, how do I say that fast? How's it? Be, how do you make that one word, Cody? You got me stumped. A foot, a foot, a female white lady, <laughs> a female white man, mm-hmm. and a male black man, and they're together. There, he's meeting the family. It's it's meet it's meet the Falkers, right? <laughs> but it's it's a thriller written by Jordan Peele of Key and Peele fame, and it won an Oscar. And it's them, and it's it's. It's a little spooky. It's a little, a little sketchy. They're a little racist, but they're like, I'm not racist. I'm so not racist that I'm racist about not being mm-hmm. racist. Yeah. And he said, I would vote for Obama a third time if I could, which, you know, I've heard that several times. And I'm always like, so you're a racist is what you're saying. That's what it comes across <laughs> as every single time. Just so if anybody's listening to this and thinks that that's a, a good leading point, it makes you sound racist. Uh. And then it just kind of slowly becomes more and more spooky until uh, it, it you get spooked. All right. Very well done. Yeah. Quite accurate. Is there anything we need to do to tee this one up? We've talked about it a bit. We've given it the seal of approval already. Oh, yeah. Um, aside from, you know, just... Making it very clear that we are two white men. Oh <laughs> yes. In this film. I should. People get very confused. They hear my voice and they're like, mm, "Is that a large black man?" No, no. no. Skinny white guy. They're so, not. Here I am, skinny white guy. So you know, just uh, don't don't listen to any of it. Just throw all, everything we say in the garbage, and you know, don't don't pay attention to any of it. That's the that's the takeaway. All right. Deal. Now, are we getting into spoiler town here, Cody? Is that what's happening? Are we going? I think so. I think it has to happen. All right, Cody. I need you to. I need you to. Uh, hop in my hop in my my MKZ, my my Lincoln SUV. You just you be a passenger in that Lincoln, and I'm gonna drive your Lincoln. You're the passenger though, Cody. You get in the back seat, get under the tarp. We're going to Spoiler Town. <laughs> All right, we're doing it. This okay. is my Lincoln now. Oh yeah, I don't know anything about. Here's I know that there's a Lincoln Town Car, and I think there's a Lincoln Navigator. Am I right? Yes, Nailed you are it. correct. I know a lot about cars. I know you do, Tyler. Do you want to? Do you want the honor of going of ranting first? No, Cody. I've gone first the last couple of times. I want you to do it first. I don't Have think... I gone first? No, I've gone second every time. Do you Look, want to go first? I will. I'm deferring to you. The good gentleman would like to defer to the other good gentleman. Would you? What do you? What you want? Do <laughs> what you? What? What it do? I guess is the question. I'll go first. I'll do it first. I'll do All it. All right. I'll do it. I'm gonna do it right now. Ready? 
You doing it? You yeah. didn't play? Okay. Here we yeah, go. I did. All right, Cody. Here's the thing. This movie is all about racism, but not necessarily racism. It's about what's deeper racism. It's about the deeper under the skin. It's not just the skin. It's the brain. It's the mind, Cody. Because here's the thing. Spoiler. They're taking brains out, Cody. They're cutting the brains out. They're cutting it. They're going... And then they're going... And then they're pulling that brain and they're throwing it right in the garbage. Okay? They're like, we don't need this garbage. Garbage brain. Okay? They're doing stuff, you know, I like how I watch lots of YouTube videos about this thing, you know, like where they're breaking it down. Cinema Sins, I recommend everybody go watch Cinema Sins because you know it's a good movie when they're like really stretching, when they're like, there's too many lamps in this scene. That's one of the sins. And the guy's like, I'm taking a sin off. I'm taking another sin off. I'm taking too many sins off. When he says that, you know it's a good movie, right? I'm just going to sip of my refreshing Dr. Pepper, a brown drink, because I'm not racist, Cody. I would have voted for Obama eight times if I could have. Cody, here's the thing with this movie, okay? They go there. These people, they're super creepy. It's very Stepford Wives, which a lot of people were like, oh, that's one of the things that they were like trying to. It's, it's Stepford Wives, but for a race of people instead of a gender, Okay. That's what it is. You remember Stepford Wives. They're real creepy. They were robots. One of the wives was an ATM machine. Nod your head. Tell me that actually happened in that movie because I remember that happening. But the movie's also from the 70s. I thought it was from the 90s. Nothing's real anymore, Cody. Okay? We don't know what's happening. Don't look at me like that. You know what this movie is. Okay? This movie, Cody, is directed and written by jordan peele and he was all nervous and stuff and then my favorite thing is people are like oh he says the dad's like oh there's black mold in the basement they're like oh like a black mold to put the brain in like a black person white brain and he's like yes that's exactly what it meant 100 percent, you nailed it the joke is that's not what he meant he's just he just put that in there as like a don't go down there and then people read into it, and he's like, that's good. I'm taking that one. <laughs> uh, there's lots of other points. My favorite thing, I would recommend people watch the thing where he goes through all the fan theories. Because 90% of them, he's like, yeah, that's not true. He's like, I love it, or I hate it, and it's not true. Like People were like, oh, it's all in the TSA agent's head. Which, by the way, shout out to that being a, like, that was so funny. His friend is a TSA agent, and he's like, detecting He's being all detective about it. And he's like, sometimes we know more than you talking to the police department. <laughs> and I was like, this is it. This, this is why it's the best when you have like a comedy writer writing a horror movie. But they're doing it. And there's lots of stuff. There's like lots of foreshadowing stuff. Like he's like, oh, I don't want to be chased off with a shotgun. Well, guess what, dude? You got chased off with a rifle. So you know what? You you won. You got it. You didn't get chased off with a shotgun. Okay. And then there's, you know, like there's the deer, which he kills the dad with, kills him with the buck. Apparently buck can also be a racial slur for a black man, which I didn't know, but I'm not surprised if I, I feel like everything could be a racial slur for a black man. If you're white and you say with the right intonation, okay? You know, it's like, Cody, I can't, I'm looking at your face and I'm like, I can't believe you told me not to watch this movie for so long. You're like, don't worry about it. It's not good. Just skip it. Just skip it. It's not even worth it. And I was like, but don't you want to watch it for the spooky boys? And you said, nah, it's all right. We'll watch Sharknado 7 or something, you know? And now we're here. Now we watched it. Now we're together. Now we're talking about it, Cody. Now there's, you know, there's like the, the creepy brother. Let's talk about the brother. Okay. 
he did not care at all about this like ruse. He's like, whatever, we're going to be throwing your brain in the dumpster in a week. So who cares? Who cares? I don't care. I'll choke you out. I'll choke you out right now. <laughs> we've all we've all been to the family dinner with the guy that's like, let's fight right now. Let's do it. Take your shirt off. Let's do it. We're fighting. I'll kill you, but I won't hurt you. I promise. But I will kill you. I will choke you out and you will see stars. I got one time I got choked out. It was terrifying. All right. Because I was not prepared and I was very small and I was very young and I got choked out and I was not ready for it as an adult person. Now I pay people. I mean, I don't pay people to choke me out. All right. That's not what you do. You don't got to pay for it, Cody. Cody, you also made me watch. The, I feel like this is important. This and Medea, which is they're two polar opposites, Cody. I just need you to know that you made me watch both of them because of my scheduling. You made me watch both of them in the same night, back to back. Okay, and this movie. So All much right, I'm, oh, I'm so sorry. Gonna have to cut you off mid sentence. There you go. No more talking. No, no. And there's a cat at my door. All right, I have to talk now. Here's yes, I'm going, Tyler. You're welcome. Okay, if it weren't for me, you look, you got immersed. Most people, most white men, they never get a chance to get immersed in the black experience. And here you are, Tyler Perry plus Jordan Peele in the same night. It doesn't get any better than that. You understand everything now. It's like the Matrix. It's like I downloaded uh, downloaded uh, black american culture into your brain it's all in you know it and you know kung fu except you know tyler perry and jordan peele at the same it's amazing you're so welcome i did it for you number two monkey paw is perhaps the greatest film studio name i've ever heard jordan peele his company's called monkey paw and it's wonder it tells you what kind of movies they make they make spooky movies Tells you what kind of mood they're smartly written. All right. It's a look, it's the perfect, it's the best film logo because the monkey paw, right? There's always a catch with the monkey paw, right? And that's what they do. All right. There's always a cool twist in the right. It's a mate. He did a great job. It works on many levels. You're very welcome. Good job, Jordan Peele. Daniel Kaluuya, why don't look? Everyone's on the Idris Elba train, and I'm on the train too. Idris Elba for Bond, sure. We need new James Bond. Tango Craig has wrapped it up for the second time, maybe. And we need a new James Bond. And who's it going to be? People are like Idris Elba, and they would be wrong because Daniel Kaluuya might just even be better. All right, he can do it. He's got the chops, and he's young. I love Idris Elba, but you can't replace Daniel Craig with someone like six years younger than Daniel Craig. All right, you got to go younger. You got to go with the Kaluuya. I'm here. I'm saying it. You got to do it, Daniel Kaluuya. Black James Bond 2022. All right. Everyone sign the petition. www.danielkaluuyaforblackjamesbond.net. Okay. Go to the website. Smash that like button. <laughs> you just crash the notification bell. You're here. We're all here for it. We're all on the same page. <laughs> I Okay. <laughs> what did you mean? You mentioned. Okay. You mentioned Bing. You texted me about this. <laughs> You're like, no way is anyone using Bing as their go-to search engine. I want to know how much Microsoft is paying them because everyone had a Windows phone. <laughs> Did you notice that? Nod your head, yes or no. Everybody had a Windows phone. They're out here. They're swinging for the fence. I mean, I think this was like 
<laughs> this movie came out like three months after they abandoned the Windows phone. I don't know, <laughs> they really, but they did it. And I'm proud of them. Good job, William H. Gates. You did it. You nailed it. Um, look, you can hate racists all you want, okay? But the dad has the greatest outfit I've ever seen in a movie, okay? He's got a cable knit sweater, which is the stuff of all. Bradley Whitford, by the way, amazing actor. Watch Studio 6H. Great movie. Um, cable knit sweater and cords. All right. Were they orange cords or they're brown cords and like a cable knit? Was it a black sweater? I forget now. It was amazing. I think it was like a black cable knit sweater and then like orange or brown cords. And I was like, you were power clashing and I'm all I'm here for it. All right. You may be racist, but you owe your fashion sense is here on point i loved it i'm sure there's some sort of fan theory about the way he dresses and the implications i don't know that fan theory i'm just saying i'm here for it bradley whitford um i'm gonna add him to the daddy list just preemptively i don't need your approval i'm just doing it okay he's here he's on it we did it we all agree (laughs) what i wrote this i'm not talking about that i don't know what even that note is okay no one knows oh you talked about the brother i have something to say about the brother all right did you want to choke him out? Yes. Okay. Was he too drunk most of the time? Also, yes. That is not his greatest sin. His greatest sin is the mustache. All right. The look. You can grow up facial hair. You can't. If you can't own up to it, you shave. If you if you let it grow out, only look. People might not tell you, but it's true. You got to stop. You look. It looks. It's the greatest villain piece of costume I've ever seen. Is the bad. The wispy, bad facial hair. It completes him so... Look, his hair... It completes his... Everything so... Per, look, if he didn't have... What I'm saying is... If he didn't have the bad facial hair, he wouldn't have even been a good villain. All right? I wouldn't have bought any of it. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm going to die on that horse. Yeah, all right, Cody. I'm going to have to cut you off in the middle of your point there because, you know, it's, it's the end of your time. No, don't don't even try, Cody. Don't even try to keep going. It's the end of it. All right. Here's the thing. I've forgotten. Honestly, the reason I texted you is I was like, I'm going to forget about this. And I know Cody will write it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they all had Windows Phone and they used Bing and they all had Surface tablets. And I was like, this is unrealistic. <laughs> this is, which, you know, is backed up by the fact that when it came out, I do remember people tweeting about it. That's the most unrealistic part about the movie about a black man being hypnotized by a teacup. All right. <laughs> yeah. And it, look, it's not like everybody doesn't do it. It's just usually not Microsoft. Like Sony, every Sony movie, it's all over every Sony movie. All right. Let's not, let's not forget about that. Oh, yeah. They all got Sony phones and it's like Sony Vio. I've never seen a Sony Vio in real life. Okay. Only in films. My dad bought a Sony Vio. Let me pitch yeah. you on the Sony Vio. Mm-hmm. How would you like to have a Mac, but it runs Windows? Oh, that sounds nice, I guess. Is that good? Is it? It's uh, it's overpriced and underpowered oh. and very sleek looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you could also just look get uh, any other brand. And it doesn't look cool. How are people going to know you're an independent thinker? or an artiste <laughs> yes can't be out here working on your screenplay at the coffee shop on like a dell yeah unless you got the gray dells like you and i have 
Then you just slap a Apple sticker over the Dell logo. Uh-huh. Nobody will know. Nobody will know. No. But like, get a gray strip to cover up all your uh, I/O on the right side of the computer. Uh-huh. You know, like all those HDMI ports and all the <laughs> USB yeah. ports and all these other ports. Just cover all those up with a sticker, and then you're all good. Boom. Just hack the laptop world. Yeah. And then you, you know, it saves you money, saves you money, saves you time, saves you heartache. Uh huh. Tyler, can you can you tell me about this movie? Watching it from a first time perspective, because I watched it from a second time perspective, so I knew what happens, and I got to pick up on a few more details throughout the way, and I still really enjoyed it, which is a sign of a good movie. If you can enjoy a movie even when you know the ending, yeah, which watchability. Like so the the trailers and stuff kind of said where it was going. They were like, it's going down. Like it's mm-hmm. going downhill fast, you know, once he's at this place. So I feel like it was never like uh they were never I mean, trying the, to even the title of the movie, it's like the point of it, do you get out or not? So obviously you're in a bad spot and you're trying yeah. to get out of a bad spot. Yeah. So I mean like uh <clears throat> Yeah, it was it was interesting because I do think that it's a movie that benefits a lot from like rewatching. Like I definitely want to rewatch it a bunch because mm-hmm. everything has a different meaning once you like know for sure how it ends, which I knew, but I didn't like know in like great detail how it ended. I was like, I know they're stealing uh, like bodies. And putting like old white people's brains in them, right? Like that's uh-huh. the that's the the end goal here is that his brain is good. But I was like, I don't know, is it actually one of the things I never knew for sure was is it actually like a brain getting swapped out, or is it like some kind of weird hypnosis, like consciousness transfer thing, uh-huh. like in uh or like one of the things I thought of was that what's that show? Dirk Gently. <laughs> You know, like the oh, soul yeah. people that are swapping mm-hmm. their souls around. Yeah, so there's like a girl and a corgi and a corgi yeah. and a girl. Yeah. So that's what, and I was like, I thought, honestly, from the trailers and stuff, I thought one of the previous people, like the guy that yells at him, Andre, who gets kidnapped, I thought they put his brain in the deer. From the oh, trailers. really? That's what I was kind of expecting. Was I thought somebody's brain was in the deer. And then they're like, nah, it was just a deer. And I was like, Oh, how about that? Let's talk about that deer scene, though. The when they hit the deer, yeah. First, every time I see it, I'm like, "Oh, they hit a pheasant. Like they hit a bird." Because it's just like a little blur, and it's like it looks like it's in the top of their, yeah. Because it just like bolts through. Oh, yeah. I thought it, I don't. Know, I just thought it was smart. Cause I was like, "What did they?" You know, because obviously the the thing you're probably gonna hit is a deer out in the woods. Oh yeah. But the way they shot it, I was like, "Whoa, what even was that?" And you're like, "Oh no, it was just a deer." Okay. Yeah, which I've had a deer like that. It caught on the on the left, the driver's side, instead of on the passenger side. But I have, like, had, you know, I'm sure you've also, you, like, had friends where it'll jump across and you catch it on the passenger side. Mm-hmm. Like, it almost makes it. Here's the most unrealistic thing. Those deer, they poop all over your car. When you hit a deer, <laughs> your car gets smeared in whatever. They <laughs> void their bowels on you. Which I feel is fair. You've killed them. 
you've exploded their insides. I feel like they get that one last shot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I have, I did actually have a friend that, that happened to where it whipped and hit like the side of their car and like broke off their beer because we were all like, "There's no way. That's not mm-hmm. a thing. You, that's, there's no way." But deer are dumb. They'll run into your car. They will T-bone your car. Have you ever hit a deer, Cody? I have not. I uh, I'm still trying to process the feces thing. Oh, it goes <laughs> everywhere, Cody. It's like it's brutal. I never had a deer, but it's it's not not too surprising because I spent a lot of my life in the desert. So you ever I hit could a obviously pheasant? hit one here, but they uh, they don't have deer in the Southern California desert. I thought you were going to say they don't have deer in Kansas City. And I was like, you were in for a rude awakening. Oh, we saw deer literally on the corner of our street. Like we could, we sit in our driveway and we saw them by the stop sign. Nice. They were precious. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I liked rewatching because I mean, like you said, you kind of get the vibe what's going on. I think the big twist for me was like, oh, the family is all in on it and, um, and the girlfriend too, you know? Yeah, which that was kind of isn't the, isn't really until like right when you're about to dive into the third act, um, when you're like, oh yeah, no, she's bad news because the whole time she's defending, him. you know, she's like, oh, I love you, we're dating. I'm defending you to the police officer who wants to see your license even though you weren't driving, and I'm defending you to, I'm warning you about my dad who like means well, but it's gonna you know say some dumb stuff and you know like yeah. the whole thing. So you know, I didn't, uh, yeah. I just appreciated that. Cause she, she does a really good job acting like she had no idea or she's like, oh, I didn't realize they'd act this way. Or, you know, she goes through that whole like realization of, Oh, I guess my family is like worse than I thought. And you know, all that, but yeah. Which I liked a lot of the videos and stuff and breakdowns I, I watched in preparation for this, you know, where they were like, Oh, she was like, no, it's true that you don't need to show him your ID. He doesn't need that. You weren't driving. And it comes across as like, you know, like she's defending him, but in reality, she just didn't want a paper trail mm. because the cop would have logged it. And then the cop was like, I just said it, it, does, it doesn't matter what race you are. I asked for everybody's ID in a situation like mm. this, you know, and he so he's obviously going to be like, whatever. I don't care. You know, moving on. Yeah, that's smart. But uh, she was like, no, because then when they're looking for him, you know, when he's gone missing, they're going to. Be like, okay, so the last time he was seen was going out to this house, you know, versus the last time anybody like saw him or knew him. It's like, well, that they've got their friend, which, you know, even that she was like giving him a hard time about like, oh, why are you calling him and telling him all this stuff? You know, you don't need to talk to him. You could tell like she was trying to mm-hmm. separate him, but they, she just couldn't. And that's what, you know, that's why you need a TSA agent in your life so that when mm, you get kidnapped by crazy people trying to steal your brain hole that's really what they want they want the brain hole yeah you know to stick a new brain into mm-hmm. i gotcha and i yeah i this time through is interesting to hear him talk to the artist because he's talking to like the art deal the photography dealer guy and you're like oh yeah that makes a lot more sense why they speak um yeah, because it's interesting to have him talk to a blind guy because it's like, oh, everyone here is racist, but if this guy can't see his skin color, but oh, he knows him because he knows about the photography world, and it's just interesting to watch that conversation happen with the perspective. Oh yeah, no, he's a 
he's picking him for yeah for his goods yeah did you notice the uh the use of like so there's lots of like use of colors and stuff like everybody rides in the black cars which is like i feel like one of the more heavy-handed ones but also everybody involved in the auction was wearing red somewhere on their outfit mm. and so the asian guy wasn't and George, I think it was like someone said in an interview, he said, because he was still trying to decide, are black people better than Asian people? You know, like, and oh. they're like, do I want to switch out of my Asian body? Mm. So he didn't have red on because he wasn't like there for the auction. He was there like kind of on the fence and he wasn't part of the auction. Yeah, I didn't even pick up on that. And she even brought him in the red car. The red Lincoln. is Red. So... We haven't even talked about the most, which I guess if we're like moving through, it's farther into the film, but the most like, I feel like talked about and everybody feels super smart for picking up on it. Uh, like Easter egg or I don't know what to call it, you know, like mm-hmm. thing with the, the cotton in the chair. Oh, and how he had to pick cotton to save his life. Interesting. I didn't and, even... So that was not only like a, oh yeah, no, that was a thing. Jordan Peele had a chair specially made so the arm would have cotton in it as opposed to any other material so that he had to pick the cotton to save his life. Now wow. here's the question. How did he get it in his ears? Haley had the same question. She came in for the last like, so funny. She came in for the last like 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> Should have been here for like the first hour, not the last few minutes. Anyway, here's the thing. I'm going to reenact it for because. Yeah, I need you. He was I he was tied up. His hands and legs were tied up, but not. He didn't have a chest strap, right? I think it was just his hands and legs. Yeah, it was just his hands and legs. So in theory, he could lower his head, yeah, down to his fingers. I would say. Which that's, I guess, the thing. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a chubby boy. I got a belly here. I can't bend over like that to my. Uh, is as far as I can go down. This is about it. This is about as far as I could go. <laughs> Made some progress there. I could kind of. Maybe flick it at my ear. Flick, yeah, you just flick it in there. Here's my here's my solution. Every time they, it came on, I would just <sighs> and just scream <laughs> as loud as I can to try to drown it. Go. That's my that's my strategy. That's what I was like. Why doesn't he do that? And then it's like, well, he put the cotton in his ear, and I was like, you know what? That's smart. That's more <laughs> subtle. It's yeah. probably more of a good because they could just keep playing the tinking on the loop until you could stop until you stop screaming. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And. And but you know, so you know he's he obviously is better at getting out of a horror movie situation than I am. Yeah, he's pretty good. I I do like everyone like defending themselves from being racist because the girlfriend's always defending people, and the dad means well, but you know he always comes across wrong. And then even the blind guy who buys his body at auction, he's like, look, I couldn't care less what color your skin was. I just want you know. I just want your eye for photography. I want to shoot photography again. You're like, well, that's fair point, but you are still <laughs> buying a human being to yeah. steal their body. So, yeah, which even that when he's like, when he says something about like why him and the guy's like, he's like, or he says like why black people or something, he's like, I don't know. Yeah, like, you know, they're in fashion right now. So that's who they're kidnapping, but it could be anybody. Mm hmm. Yeah. Where, but so I did like, so like with some of the stuff I saw, like broke down more of the, 
how you know like there's racism and then there's like really deep-seated systemic racism and that's like mm-hmm. more what it's supposed to showcase is that like these people aren't your traditional racists of like hating people with different color skin they're just it's more like you know thinking of them as lesser or or not lesser but like differently than because there's people who think about people like every human as like oh you're a person versus well you're a white guy and you're a black guy and you're an asian guy you know and it's like i, th- I treat them all the same but in your brain they're separate mm-hmm. separate but equal cody that's the model yeah I live by. which it goes to like how much of it is like the <laughs> Sorry, I was like I couldn't, I couldn't say that with a straight face. I was like, "Oh no, I'm coming." That was a real racist thing. Right um, <laughs> well, like how much of it is the system we live in? Because we live in a country that had slavery not that long ago, but also how much of it is like in what you know what they call your lizard brain, where it's like tribalism. You know, it's like, yeah, oh yeah, no, people that look like like me, that's my tribe, and people that don't look like me, that's not my tribe. You know the people I surround myself with, that's my tribe, you know? And if it's only people look one way versus another way, that's just another thing to divide you. Yeah. Here's what I propose, Cody. All right, hear me out on this. You and I, mm. we're both, we're both no. descendants. I'm not. Cody, no, listen to me. <laughs> is it a blackface thing or is it a, no. it's a Scandinavian? Okay, great. It's Go a Scandinavian. On. Continue. Thing. Oh, did I, hold on one second okay. about that. Uh, ancestry like upped their accuracy of their DNA test, you know? Yes. And so my dad and mom got like their updated results. Um, yes. I'm even more Scandinavian than I knew. Like, even my dad's side, Scan- I thought it was just my mom's side. My dad's side had some Scandinavian stuff in it too. Everyone, so, anyway, everyone, we, carry on. We all got Scandinavian code. Here's what I'm thinking though. You and I, we we need to be racist towards white people. Oh. Here's why. <laughs> this is, oh yeah, this is it. Because we're descended from the Vikings and they enslaved all the British people and all the other white people. Right? <laughs> yes. So that's who we need to be racist against. Nice. Okay. Together, you and me. If we just get all the others on board, all the other Scandinavian people on board. Here's here's the problem. I think we could do it here in the States. The problem with Scandinavia as a region is that they're very happy yeah. and content. Like, And so they're not trying to go down and invade England. They're like, y'all can have England. We're doing just fine up here. We got... We got what we need. Everyone's taken care of. The government's taken care of us. Our happiness index is through the roof. So we good, you know? Yeah. Where, you know, we got to go somewhere where people are dissatisfied with the status quo. What I'm saying is we need to find the white supremacists who are um, Scandinavian and we'll make it more specific. So it's not white supremacy. It's just the Scandinavian. So it's very, yeah. We're going to take it all the way back to original America where it's, very specific kind of white, not just white. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Be racist against the Irish. It was, it was a better judge. time, you know, where you could just judge someone based off their accent and just go to war with them. Exactly. That's, that's, it was a better time, a simpler time. Mm-hmm. A time where you mustaches see, uh, could be thin and wispy and no one would did judge you, you for it. <laughs> did you ever see gangs in New York? No. If you want to watch a race war with white people, <laughs> you just slap on gangs in New York because that's all it is. <laughs> it's like, hey, Irish gang, Italian gang, whatever, British gang, uh, 
fight each other. Like it literally starts with a literal turf war. It's like, okay, here's the neighborhood we're all fighting over. Everyone, you got your blue, your blue color on, your red color on, your orange color. All right, great. Let's all murder each other. Like that's that's the start of the movie. That's the first 10 minutes. It's just people killing each other with clubs and knives. So anyway, it's pretty uh it's pretty hardcore, but once again, it's white people, it's, it's a specific kind of white fighting another specific kind of white. Yeah. That's okay. the kind of racism I can get behind. Exactly. Okay, so the mom. The mom in the movie, she's the psychiatrist, she's the hypnotist. She really sizes him up, you know? Mm-hmm. She really checks out the goods, and she kind of does it the whole movie, you know? She yeah. really eyes him. She's like, yeah, this is a good one. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, she, look, I know that the friend, the TSA friend, he kept spouting the sex slaves theory. I don't, look, I, who's to say they weren't look, doing sex slaves in addition to, you know? And if anything, aren't you still, look, especially if you get hypnotized and it's a dude's body swap with your body and he's married, you're essentially the wife's sex slave, right? Right. In essence, you're both of their sex slaves because he's using his brain to control your body and you'll probably do sex stuff. Exactly. So he's not wrong is what I'm saying. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Here's what bothers me. All right. The fact that... uh when I first started watching it, when they first like did the pitch for the brain swap, right? And they're like, we got to keep the brain stem, you know, the part that's connected to your central nervous system. That's got to be there. So you won't be completely gone. You'll just kind of be a backseat. You'll be a passenger, right? You'll be able to see everything, see and hear and all that. But you won't be able to do anything about it. You'll just kind of be there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's terrifying. Also, highly unbelievable. And then I made the mistake of watching a video. But they're like, okay. oh, yeah, no, we've swapped brains out. And, yeah, that's kind of how you have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, granted, it was on rats. But they're like, nah, the principle applies to humans, too. You oh, have to lead the brainstem. So somebody, the level of consciousness would probably still be there. <laughs> and it's like. Oh, isn't that just horrifying when you see something in a movie and you're like, well, that's kind of a fun idea. It's like, no, it's not an idea. <laughs> That's real. We've done it. Which I think the whole, I remember like seeing something about like them doing that with the rats. Cause the whole idea would be, you would take like somebody who's brain dead and someone who's paralyzed, hook them up, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, that's fine. Still probably not a good thing to do in general right mm-hmm. right it's, something you know that it's one of those you you were wondering if you could you never stopped to ask yourself if you should yeah one of those scenarios you know i mean because it's like if this idea never existed this movie never existed then maybe you know maybe but then it's like you do that you start doing that you open that door that opens the door to get out being real okay mm-hmm and I'm not about that, right? Cody, that's why I'm fat and out of shape. I don't want to get kidnapped by no crazy, <laughs> like, brain-swapping cult, okay? I say it, it's a sound defense. It is. I mean... Nobody wants to kidnap I don't know if it's the- fat, right? <laughs> presents It presents additional obstacles. Yeah. Like, Cody, like... For sure. Can you imagine this little... What, what was his name? Jesse? Luke? 
Brad. I don't know. They all fit that face, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine him trying to drag me? I'm going to go limp before I pass out. <laughs> he's not He's not moving me, all right? I'm going to be like, all right, dude, you're going to have to hack me up into pieces to get me in that car, all right? We're not moving from this spot. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, speaking of the brother, um, just, I mean, all the comments, I... In the theater, I don't know this is where we're supposed to. I saw this movie with my sister. We laughed every time they said like a racist thing. It was like, what are, what are these people doing here? You know, like, because it was just so blatant, you know, you're like, oh, these people are ridiculous. But I, correct me if I'm wrong, I thought I've heard Jordan Peele say, like, no, I didn't really write that for comedy. It really was just, you know, like sort of my internal fears of what people are thinking and saying and, you know, like all that stuff. And I just thought that was interesting to hear him talk about it from that perspective because watching it i watched most of this movie alone so it was it did have kind of a different vibe versus like watching with the crowd and he's i think jordan peele's also kind of mentioned is really cool to watch if you like go to like a historically black movie theater you know where it's got like big screenings and it's kind of like a raucous environment um it's kind of like a cool place to watch this i've heard or maybe not jordan peele but i've heard other people who've watched this movie kind of talk about it, like oh it was awesome like people like cheered when they talked about like the at the end when he's like, how did you find me? He's like, I work for the TS mother F and a, you know, like people just like lost it, you know, that was awesome. So just interesting to, you know, the different ways you could kind of interpret the movie based on who the audience is and where you're watching it. So I don't know, I guess I don't have a question for you. I just, uh, there you go. There's a nugget. Yeah. I enjoy your nuggets. You know, when you, when you drop a hot nugget on me, I love it. You know, mm-hmm. what did he, what did the guy say? It's in, you brought up the Asian guy not wearing red. It makes sense because he asked the question like, oh, like, you know, what's the black experience been like? You know, he's like, or how does it compare? I think he asked a question like that. And then what does he say? Uh, Jesse is like, oh, with your genetic makeup, you could be in a beast at MMA. <laughs> like, oh, gosh. Uh, also, a detail I noticed when Lakeith Stan, Stanfield... The first guy that gets kidnapped. Yeah, Andre. When the when the flash, I didn't notice when the flash goes off, you see it like in his eyes. Like, yeah, really cool shot. Oh yeah, and you see it again in the. So I thought I. One of the things I saw where they were like, "Oh, it could just be a slow mo effect," but then you see it again when um. The grandpa guy, you know, the, like mm-hmm. the guy that's in the yeah, it, like and when and he the snaps groundskeeper. out. Of it, Okay. You see it again in his eyes, the same, that the flash like sticks in his eyes for a minute mm-hmm. when he snaps out of it, which that was cool. And like, there's, I, I liked all the theories about like the different things that like, especially the, those two would say is like, who are they directed at? Are they directed at like when she's like, no, 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 no. Is it directed at him or is it directed at what's the, the person she's writing trying to take control mm, yeah and she's like no 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 you don't get control now no 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 yeah um i love the i think the re-watching it it made a lot more sense when he's talking to the groundskeeper guy that that's the grandpa just because the way he talks about his granddaughter you know and he's like using old-timey language like oh she's a real keeper you know real spring flower or whatever he says you're like oh this dude's yeah, this dude is not that dude. He's a totally different dude. Yeah, which I do like the fact I didn't 
I didn't really think about this at the time. I like when I was watching it, but thinking back on it, I like the thought that they're all like a little bit too into her because she's the honeypot that like pulls them all in. Mm. So there's like a little piece of them that's still attracted to her, even though they might be like a member of her family. It's like mm. this person like fell in love with you and came to meet your family. That's an interesting take. Yeah. Yeah, and I th- when when she has like all when he discovers her box of like trophy pictures, you know, yeah, of like her with all the different dudes, um, and a woman, Cody. Yeah, that was like gonna say, and a woman. Like, ah, oh, I didn't even. Yeah, no, she's she plays the field. She's out here. Which did whoever's you a good target, a good mark, she's got him. When she was back to her like real self, they were hung up on the wall behind her. I didn't notice that. Yeah. When she's like in her all white outfit, eating her milk and fruit loops. Oh, separate yeah. Which is, <laughs> I can't think of a better way to like show, not tell that someone is a psychopath. I'm which like, I eat a piece of fruit loop, one fruit loop. And then I take a little sip of milk. It's just yeah. amazing. It's so good. Honestly, I can see how it might be delicious. I'll never do it because I can't go down that road. Yeah. I can't become a maniac. I, I did like so like the in the video I watched where it was Jordan Peele kind of responding to fan theories. One of them was like, "Oh, is that like it's supposed to be a racism thing?" And he was like, "It was." He's like, "Yeah, I mean, it's definitely supposed to be a colorful thing, and then the white thing, but it's also more just to be like she's crazy." <laughs> yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. It is really funny how like people are like, "Oh, this is a masterpiece," and I feel like there's this. Yes, he did a very good job. He's obviously a huge fan even hearing him talk about the movie and the reasons for some stuff. Like he's a huge fan of horror movies, like good horror movies. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I think is funny is that it does kind of seem like there is a certain level of, you know, that meme where it's the guy shaking was who's Steve Carell's character in the office. And he's got like the, meme of his Michael boss Scott. Michael Scott shaking Michael like, Scott's hand like congratulating him and he's like uh where it's like everybody just congratulates showering praise on Jordan Peele Jordan Peele just being like uh yeah, yeah. I totally meant that the black mold thing was supposed to be an alley like a yeah. thing for well, that, black people that's what's so interesting he went from writing sketch comedy to like dropping this horror movie that was like it was just I don't know it's interesting because it's like you get the right script and the right director to execute it and a good cast. And you can really just make magic. Like the script doesn't have to, I don't know. It just is a good script, good director. The actors played their part. Like it all just came together. I feel like it's, it's an example of a movie where it's like everything just came together really well. Yeah. Like everything kind of played in its favor and added its own thing to it. And I think, I don't know. That's sometimes that's the benefit of a writer director movie. That's not too big of a budget. It's kind of in that sweet spot where it's like, I oh, know this person, like he has plenty of experience making a TV show. And so like, he knows how to execute an idea really well. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like just that perfect combination of like, no, everything just did its job and it, and the end product was quality as a result. Yeah. Which I feel like the TV show thing kind of probably helped him. Cause one of the things that learned it, they talked about a lot and I felt definitely watching it was how, well used the screen time was like there's no wasted time really like mm-hmm. you know like some people might like in the i watched the cinema sins thing which like i said they were really reaching on some of them 
but like one of the things is like it takes him a minute to walk over to the deer and it's like yeah but that's like the longest single shot like that in the movie to lead up to this suspense like this deer is gonna kill this guy or something mm-hmm. you know? but like in some of the videos i watch like hearing him be like oh yeah i really like that people like that because i thought about doing this and I thought, nah, that might be too much. You know, like having somebody say something funny or like having him say it different. Like he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I thought about like he originally wrote, um, you know, I don't want to get chased off the lawn with a rifle. But nobody says that, you know, which is something that I feel like the bigger writers that are writing like Marvel movies, mm-hmm. they don't think that. They think, oh, this is going to be cool foreshadowing. And then the movie comes yeah. out and someone's like, nobody says that. Whereas right. Like, Nobody says that. So I have to do the shotgun. And then people will be like, oh, well, he didn't get chased off with a shotgun. You know? Mm-hmm. So it was interesting hearing because, you know, like I feel like bigger writers or directors don't usually say, well, this is what I kind of wanted to do. And then I changed my mind and did this instead. They're usually like, oh, yeah, no. This was my vision from day one. Mm-hmm. You know? Versus him even talking about like the original ending versus decided to give like a happier ending to the movie and like having it be it was a uh, his friend that sh- was showing up instead of just a regular police officer yeah up. and like change well, that in itself is a great like the end is yeah the end is a good twist and then that is like the ultimate nail in the coffin where you're like oh that is an amazing twist yeah because you really could have ended it right there just like no the police showed up and it's like and it looks like you just murdered a whole family yeah which he did talk like when he was going full realism with it was like yeah please show up they're gonna believe the white girl over the black guy so he's going mm-hmm. to jail versus being like nah let's make it a happy ending which if they'd be on like the original ending i wouldn't have liked the movie as much yeah i like the happier ending the you know and then having you know the ts agent tsa agent Showing up, saving the day. Because sometimes he knows more than the police, Cody. Oh, yeah, just him and the police officer. That's <laughs> so funny, dude. The way that scene is played so well because he's he's there. He's telling the lady what's going on. She's like, hold on. And she brings in two other guys. And he's, like, explaining the whole thing, the sex slave theory, whatever. And then they end. He finishes, and they all just laugh at him. She's like, don't you tell me I never did anything for you. <laughs> and, like, tells him to get out of his office. You know, she's like, oh. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Which even that was supposed to be, I guess, like, because the whole thing's supposed to be like, this, this shouldn't be possible. It's like the system allowing these people to, and even them, I think, you know, they're like, in reality, this wouldn't be possible to not at least almost get caught a few times mm-hmm. to do this. But, you know, it's supposed to be like this hyperbolic, like, look, even, you know, even the black police officers are involved in this system of thinking like, this is ridiculous, you know, you're ridiculous and not believing them and not going to check it out at least or something, you know? Yeah. And, you know, you kind of mentioned them not going to check it out and, you know, they talk about, Oh, well, blacks in fashion right now. And that's why they are taking young black men for it. But there is as like a true crime fan, there is a pretty disturbing trend where there are a lot of serial killers that target sex workers because it's just the class they're like oh well it's a dangerous profession so people just don't investigate them as thoroughly and it's even worse um there are serial killers that go for black women because it's just like 
you know, the police aren't going to investigate those as thoroughly. They're like, oh, this stuff happens all the time or it just it's not important as important. And you can see it in like some of the most famous cases. Like I think is it Casey Anthony is a good example or I forget the other one. I forget her name, but it's just like, oh, if like a little white girl goes missing, it's a big deal. And the media is like, oh, look, this pure angel is lost and whatever. Meanwhile, like you can see young black children disappear at like a higher rate, but it just it's not covered the same. Yeah. It's not as big a priority to society as a whole. So, it, you know, the point is it would be easier to get away with targeting a minority group like that. Yeah. Versus if you were targeting white dudes. Yeah. Because, I mean, like the same concept, could, you could apply the exact same. You could do this whole movie with all any race of people. Or just like a random mix because it could just be, well, they're just going after like young, athletic or successful mm-hmm. or up and coming people, you know, not necessarily after a specific race. Um, I do think, you know, a movie would definitely lose some impact, but it would still be a, a good horror, like thriller movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just not necessarily believable that you could kidnap a bunch of white people. <laughs> Like a bunch of 20-something-year-old white people that are, like, moderately mm-hmm. successful and not get caught. Yeah. Whereas it's like, oh, yeah, you know, you could kidnap a bunch of 20-something-year-old black people and not get caught, probably. Yeah. If you were really careful about it. And you were, like, a rich suburban white family. Mm-hmm. And that, that is what kind of elevates the movie, where it's like, oh, it kind of speaks to a moment and, like, what's going on in the country this time. But it also is just a well-done thriller horror movie so it just works it works on many levels yeah and you talked about the tsa agent i just want to give a shout out to uh actor it's like it's it's kind of a funny stage name what is it hold on i'm gonna find it lil ray howery is his name yeah uh he's great he's just he's delightful he's buddy and free guy if you haven't seen free guy yet I have not seen Free Guy. He is just, he's in Bad Trip. He's he is a delight. I want to i want to see more things with him in it because he he's just so, he carries this movie, all right? I think everyone carries this movie to an extent, but most of all, Lil Ray Howery, all right? He nails it. Yeah. He's the heart and soul of this movie. I, here's what I think, Cody. At all, of, with all these actors, you know, I'm looking at all of them, right? Mm-hmm. Lakeith Stanfield, who plays Andre... Yeah, I think is the one that did the best because he goes from playing a normal guy, right, to have then had to play an old white guy, a mild mannered old white husband guy. Yeah, yeah, and he freaking nailed it. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, well, he Sanfield's no joke. He's great in Atlanta. He's great in Sorry to Bother You. He's great in Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, I just realized both of. Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield are both in Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, because well. Daniel Kaluuya is like the main character in that, isn't he? Yeah, he's like the Black Panther leader guy. Yeah. But yeah, like the Lakeith Stanfield, like he even nails the like, you know, when you're talking to like an old guy and he gives you the like, like head bob <laughs> nod with the little yeah. smile thing. He uh-huh. nails that. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. No, he's the real deal. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield lived in Victorville for a while. We have mutual friends, so deal with it. Whoa. You deal with it. 
I could have gone to the same high school as him, but I opted to go to a dumb charter school. You went to the rich white kid school. Mm-hmm. That's me. And now look at you both now. Yeah. He's a successful actor and you uh, are kind of an account executive. <laughs> whatever. You know, whatever you want to call me, that's fine. Look, I don't know what you do, Cody. <laughs> look, I could, I could brainstorm 10, 10 titles for my role that would describe it as accurately as it is now. All right. I could do it. Cody, you're a businessman. That's what you are. You're a businessman. I'm a businessman. All right. That's what you, you go understand. To work, you go to work. You got your suit and tie on. Not in here. I you do talk about business. business. You know, <laughs> business. You know, business is the business of the day, Cody. That's true. As a businessman, I can I can agree with that. You know, we have. Hmm? No. Oh, no is there anything we didn't hit on? Oh, I'm sure there's a million like little Easter eggs and stuff. You know, I here's the thing. I thought, okay, I thought the guy that ran at him was a different person than the groundskeeper, right? Mm. Uh huh. All this time from the trailers and stuff. Oh my gosh, Cody! No, don't do this to me right now, brain. My brain. It needs. I need to be put into a younger body, Cody. My brain. It can't do it. No, it can. You are enough. You know who I think it. Who I thought it was, Cody. Oh, you're saying you thought it was a different actor? Yes, this whole time. Not one that's in the movie, or like a different actor. You know, different stuff. Because I, I'm convinced. I saw several memes and stuff where people were doing the like run at somebody and then turn real sharp, and they were referencing it as something that Sam Jackson, like Samuel L. Jackson did. <laughs> so I thought that's who it was all this time. And I never looked well, into it. And I it like, is nighttime and he is wearing a hat. So like I could see. Here's what I think it is. It's the scowl. It's the fact that he's got that real intense scowl. He's face mean on. mugging. And that's, yeah. that's, uh, you know, that's Samuel L. Jackson's well, face. It's weird to see a still from a meme. And then when you see it in moving pictures in a film, you're like, Oh, it's a different thing. Yeah. I also it's watched a different this movie dude. on projector, so the darkness was very dark. Oh, I watched it. I watched it on Plex, and so it wasn't streaming in like full def all the time, which was a mistake. Like I was like, I should have just like bought it from somewhere and gotten the higher quality, but I wanted to save a dollar. I was like, I've already seen it and I saw it in the theaters and I was a mistake. That was the it's the biggest mistake I've made so far in the in spooky boys. Oh Cody, no. You failed, Cody. I'm very this movie, this movie is excellent. I would give it an A. I think they nailed it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, if I think you, it works. If you want to watch it in 4K, you can now on movies anywhere. Because we all know you're signed into my movies anywhere. Yes, I might. I might just do that, even just for the scene where he's in the sunken place. So good. It is very black in there. Um, because this movie is a 98 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's the critic score. So there's like two dudes who didn't like it. I don't know who they are, but they're probably racist. Oh. And the 86 on audience score. I would give it an A. That's that's where I stand. Great movie. Oh yeah. Well done. High fives all around. It's definitely an A movie. Do you want to hazard a guess at like budget and uh money it's made in budget? Life? Could I say 35 million? You could say that. How much is it? Four and a half million. Shut up. That's not true. 4.5 million. 
I'll, That's not true. I'll check it over here on Wikipedia. How did they even afford Bradley Whitford at that price? Box office mojo. Jordan Peele was a sketch writer. He wasn't even Budget. the dude who was nominated for Best Director yet. $4.5 million. That's insane. This movie looks fantastic. Yeah. Well, That's the best looking under $20 million movie we've ever seen. When was the last time we saw a movie with that low of a budget that looks as good as this one does? The only other thing I can think of would be like, which I think it was ten million. Would be uh, it follows looked pretty good, but it was I think more. It was like ten million that it had, right? I think this looked better than it. I mean, granted, I mean, it looks better. It was just people. There's they didn't have to deal with, you know, making um, it follows had to deal with more stuff, more effects. Yeah. So this one, the simplicity of this one does help it out for sure. It follows was a million dollar budget. Oh wow! Yeah, it follows it. Good job. Uh, this and I was gonna say something else. Yeah. Well, I did hear one. I did have I one thing to say about that budget, right? Because you think about like you think you've got to pay the actors right, but then as far as like sets, they probably just had to rent that house. They rented a house, yeah. Because they only ever use a few rooms of the house, and then like the downstairs might have just been another wing of the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like the office, like this is where the office, everything is, and they like, really could have just rented a manor out. Yeah. With a big backyard and a gazebo, and which if you got four and a half million, you know, eighty percent of your sense, you can get pretty far. Yeah. Just by renting a manor. Where did you they know, shoot it? I wonder. All right, I gotta. I would imagine it's got to be some. I would imagine it's somewhere in probably Georgia because you could get those big plantation manors. Well, Tom, this is dipping into another episode we're going to record on, but uh, Tyler Perry owns a bought a huge studio in Atlanta, so he owns a ton of acreage in Atlanta. Um, they actually shot Black Panther there. Okay, yeah, so maybe they did some of this there. But that might not lined up because I think. Oh, we'll see. Filming locations, Alabama. Shot in Alabama, Mobile, Alabama. Yeah. Because I, I know, like, they he wanted the house to be like a plantation style house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to film it somewhere in the south to get like the real big over the top, that kind of stuff. You know, the, <clears throat> you don't yeah. really get that anywhere else. You can get the same kind of thing, but not really. You know? Mm hmm. The movie was filmed in 23 days. Pretty good. Yeah. That was like the first fun fact that popped up. Lil Ray Howery stated that uh, real life TSA agents constantly recognize him since the film's release. <laughs> nice. Lil Ray Howery uh, ad libbed the majority of his funny lines. This funny man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about this. Jordan Peele made the sound when the deer gets hit by the car. His, right. He said his voice was used twice in the movie. Once as he did the voice for the deer. And then it's him like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, uh, the, what's it called? The college, this like scholarship fund. There's like a, an ad on TV like when he's going oh. to sleep that he does the voice for that. Nice. I just can't remember. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. It's one of the like minority scholarships though. 
that there's like an ad and he's like a mind yeah. is a terrible thing to waste <clears throat> yeah okay oh so did you want to try to guess how much money the movie made 80 million no I don't want to rate it IMDB how much gross worldwide is 255 million that is one of the most profitable movies we've ever reviewed yeah 4.5 million budget 250 million dollar box office it's what so a great movie it's so good if you monkey paws doing other stuff because us came out after this and then that studio put together Candyman, the new one which is also very good so if you like this movie check out us check out Candyman 2021 they might have done another one i saw they're good oh yeah Oh yeah. Is there anything else? Are there any other tit? Any other nuggets? I mean, there's there's so many nuggets, but you know, I feel like we we we've covered uh, as much as we you know. I don't know. There's been a lot. I like that he killed him with the deer head. I like that he beat the the bocce balls. The bocce balls. <laughs> he like beat him to death with that. I like that. So, like, one more thing I did, like, when he was fighting with Jesse, is that his name? Jesse? I think so. that sounds right. Um, earlier, he had mentioned about how he liked the jujitsu or something because you got to think three moves ahead of the next yeah. guy. And he, he wanted him to not just, like, physically beat him, like, like outstrength him. He wanted him to outthink him. So that's why, like, he had him do, like, the opening the door a bunch and then. Realizing, oh, he kicks it every time I open it. So open it, kick, stab his leg to get out of the chokehold. Yeah. Because he wanted him to be like, he didn't just fight him off. He outthought him. And that's how he was yeah. able to win. So. Oh, man. I'm about to go deep on some Jordan Peele interviews. Oh, yeah. It's, it's good. It's also just, it's very heartwarming to hear him talk about it where he's like, super happy when he's like reads a fan theory that's right and he's like oh yeah i'm really glad you guys picked up on that you know yeah announcement over the intercom is the same as the room in the shining you know like the two three seven i think oh really yeah whereas like there's an announcement for flight two three seven he's like oh yeah it's a little little something for all you kubrick fans wow so so many Easter eggs. Go watch it a thousand times, Cody. As many times as I watched Dracula Untold. <laughs> I will. I'll do it. Well, th- thank you for listening. You can rate, share, and review us wherever you find podcasts, but also on Apple Podcasts because that's all anyone cares about these days. N- not Microsoft Windows Phone podcast am i right oh yeah you buy a no discontinued on windows phone <laughs> um i don't know what else do i say you can follow us on social media yeah. still memeing meme until the day i die oh yeah at opinion havers twitter <laughs> instagram <laughs> facebook thank you for listening until next time watch movies and have opinions i'm really sad because I came up with a great name for like Halloween fans, you know, people like love spooky season. Yeah. I came up with a great name and I couldn't use it because it includes a racial slur. Oh, <laughs> like, no. It's like one of those old timey ones that no one uses anymore, except mm-hmm. for Clint Eastwood. I'll tell you it. 
as an Easter egg, but don't think less of me because it is it is clever. Just if it wasn't a word related to a racist term that only Glenys would use, it would be fine. Wait. Spooky season. Are you ready? No. Do you want to say it now? Do you want to just leave everybody hanging and really just you know blue ball them all, right? I can. I could never do that. Okay. I couldn't do it. Spook kooks. If you're kooky for spooky season, you know, I thought it was great. And I was like, well, I can't, I, I had the tweet written. I was like, I debated it in my head for like 30 seconds. I was like, you know what? I can't get canceled today. <laughs> I can't, it just looks a little wrong. Yeah. So, you know, it had Clint Eastwood ruin the day for me. Cause I don't know if I would have even known about that word. Here's the thing. Clint enough Eastwood, for Clint Eastwood. <laughs> it's like Clint Eastwood and the CIA were both like, we're both going to use the word spooks to refer to something. <laughs> and Clint Eastwood, CIA is going to kill Clint Eastwood for this one day. <laughs> like they're going to be like, stop it. I think it, they're playing the long game though. Cause Clint Eastwood should have died 10 years ago. He we can all agree. Maybe they're keeping him alive. So people, he's got some, spooks. like the whiskey has pickled his internal organs and they will never die. Like you know? an American pickle. Mm. <laughs> yeah.